Okay. Welcome. Welcome one and all. This is a more, I was just thinking, this is probably, is this the, aside from the one we did with the kids, mm. have you uploaded that yet? Yes. Oh, cool. Right, so yeah, this is, will be the first sort of post lockdown-ish, even though we're kind of still semi in lockdown, mm. but we're both in the same room. We are. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, uh, the, uh, yeah. It, is it is really, isn't it? It's the first official, yeah, spodcast post yeah corona yeah although it's still though it's still corona about but yeah but we are observing our two meters distance yep we are so right we um we're doing a short introduction because um i'm trying to think what well well, millie you 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 basically introduce what film we're going to be okay so kind of talking tonight about we're going to be talking about um state of grace which stars um gary oldman sean penn robin wright um ed harris ed harris john Turturro's in it um what's his name riley c riley is it thomas c riley or uh, I, I can't remember now be in the cast yeah I should, again we haven't really researched this very well no um this early 90s I'm, uh, it, i believe it was released in 1990 we, we were gonna we were basically talking about um we were discussing earlier before we before we started this uh podcast or commentary i suppose it is a kind of commentary although we're not my my memory is kind of well we were talking earlier about our obsession with this film basically mm. I'm just going to start it, but um, I thought we'd get us in the mood with the music because the music is very evocative. And I'd kind of forgotten um, a lot about this film, but as soon as the score, which Mm. is by Ennio Morricone, which coincidentally, which is, this is kind of strange because I I bought this film recently and I'd actually forgotten that Ennio Morricone had done the score and he died only a couple of days prior to me buying this film really? yeah it was like it was complete coincidence and i think i've, I've been um i've been considering getting it for some time mm. but i was a little bit apprehensive because and i think and again we were talking about this earlier like yourself i was quite obsessed with this film yeah. when it first came out on yeah. vhs which would have been the first time i saw it mm. and um primarily for gary oldman because we became big gary oldman yeah. fans didn't we in the yeah. in the early 90s and um, and then I so I, I think I had it on VHS originally, and you said you did. Yeah, and I did. You, didn't yeah. you say you practically wore out the copy? I had of an ex rental, ex rental Blockbusters that I bought. Yeah, and I practically wore it out because I watched it so many times, and uh, I pretty much knew all the dialogue uh, to it. And it at the time it was a film that. Wasn't that well known or very well thought of, um, but I yeah, I think it was quite an obscure. I guess it was around the time of there was um, it was the the real boom of um, rental stores, wasn't it? Mm. Like um, Blockbuster. Yeah. I mean, I think I was working in Blockbuster Video. John C. Riley. John there you C. Riley. Yeah. I was. I was working in Blockbusters when this came out, I believe. 
but um, it was one of those films that, w- that sort of rode the the VHS era. Yeah. The popularity of VH- VHS. I think it became kind of like a bit of a VHS cult hit. Mm. But like you say, at the time of its cinema release, I don't even know if it got a cinema release in the UK. No, no I don't. To be honest with you. It did. Um, it might have gone straight to video over here. Um, and we previously, before this, we watched a documentary that is on... Or on the disc, on the disc with from the director. Phil Janoum. Yeah, and he Talking was saying that you know it was a, a flop. Yeah, yeah, he time. was admitting it was a, a, a failure. It's only after, um, you know, when when it went onto video that it um, became like a sort of a a, a cult, cult hit, I guess. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. Um, so I, yeah, I think primarily my interest would have been. Gary Oldman yeah, that in this, my, yeah, because I guess this was one of his. It was it his first American film. Well, I think that's what the director. That's what said, the director did it? say, like, wasn't he'd it? Done Sid and Nancy, and that's what he'd seen him in, and he wanted him. Because uh, he's in, he's in a film with Teresa Russell called Track Twenty Nine. Yeah, which I've also got on Blu-ray, which, which I, is, I haven't watched. I remember it being quite weird. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if that was was that after this. You think? I don't. I think that that, might, around the, was that, that 80s? might have been before that, right? But it that was a you know a very obscure film. Yeah, I don't think yeah, sort yeah. of quite art house, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so like yourself, I was a little bit apprehensive about um, watching this again because um, it's one of those it's like one of those occasions where you think well maybe the memories were better than. Mm. You know, in in it's kind of rose tinted glasses, and f- watching a film again that you love so much back in the day, maybe it doesn't hold up anymore. Mm. Maybe you know you were you were looking at it with young eyes, yeah. Because so, like you know, we watched this kind of I suppose early nineties. So what would we have been? We would have been in our twenties still, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and um, you know, some films do they do date badly? Mm, they do. But we were also saying, um, from watching a little bit of it, that um, like the cinematography and everything, the look of it stands up, doesn't it? It really does. It really does look contemporary. <clears throat> it is a it is a it is a slick looking film. Mm. It's it, we were also remarking how young like Sean Penn looks. Yes, yeah. it's it's amazing how yeah. young everyone looks. Although Oldman doesn't look particularly younger in this. No. Um, but we were con- we were speculating then it's probably during his uh, his sort of the, the the drinking years yeah yeah maybe so he's a little bit poached and bloated in this which fits the part obviously yeah but there's some really good well better than good performances oh yeah well I watched half of it like before this. I haven't watched it all yet but I watched about a half of it last week um not really in preparation for this, but just, well, just because I wanted to watch it, but I didn't finish it because I thought, well, maybe we would do a, um, a spodcast on it. So I would, I would leave it until you came over to watch the rest of it. And I was just, yeah, I just in, um, impressed and surprised that how, how much the, the dialogue is still really good. Mm. Yeah. It's obviously a very well written film. And, and like the director was saying, Phil Janu in the, in the, um, 
in the documentary or the, the short interview that's on the disc <clears throat> that um, when he was making this there weren't really a lot of gangster movies because it, it does fall into the gangster genre yeah. of movies doesn't it yeah. but unfortunately it had quite a long production um, and I think by the time it was finished by the, by the time they finished production there was a glut of gangster movies so this kind of got lost in all the that's right. In, in all the the glove yeah. that was coming out, like Goodfellas and what else did he say? King of New York came out. Yeah. Um, um, what was the other one? Godfather. Godfather. Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Godfather Three. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, it kind of yeah. it got lost in the milieu Which of all the. Which is a the... shame because it, you know, well, it's instead, got its own identity, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Instead of like uh, Italian gangsters. Uh, yeah, it's Irish. Yeah. So it was quite unique in that in that regards. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyone who's thinking of picking up, it is a really good Blu-ray transfer. I would just, I would just throw that in there. The, the picture quality is really good. Um, it probably hasn't looked this good since the cinema release, really. probably looks better than the cinema release. Mm. But, um, yeah, so we're, we're going to sort of talk about the film, but we're kind of not going to talk about the film like we normally do in our, in our spots. And um, so, yeah, the director was saying... Like, like about the casting of the film mm. wasn't he he was talking about how he got the cast and um, he really wanted Gary Oldman because he'd seen him in Sid and Nancy and thought he'd be right for the role he was saying about the freedom that the studio gave him yeah which you don't get normally you know they, that's right they supported him all along he was kind of saying you, you would cast the role for the right actor and nowadays they want it's more about the actor's reputation and the what's, name in their box office. Their box office yeah. yeah, they look at that more these days, mm. which is obviously a bit of a shame. So, like, yeah, casting. If they, if someone was to make this film today, it would be it would look completely different, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's all right. Oh. Um, yeah, you probably wouldn't. Get, you wouldn't probably have the risks that this film took because I mean, at the time, Oldman was a was a, a relative unknown, wasn't yeah. he? Really. He'd only really done UK stuff in the UK, but the, the studio backed him 100. percent mm. And it, and how um, trying to get in Harris um, in this because he just come off the abyss and yeah. was basically shagged out, wasn't he? Really from doing that, and um, wasn't really up for doing another one in a break, really. But he managed to get him in the end and persuade him. So um, yeah, so when so what? So you know, you watch this religiously. Mm. What do you think? What was the appeal? Do you think for watching it? Um, well, I would say predominantly the appeal for me was uh, Gary Oldman because uh, at the time I was, uh, I guess you could say, <coughs> slightly obsessed with him as an actor. I, you know, I don't think. At the time, there were many other actors around that were like him. I suppose you know, because like you think back. I mean, we did a, we did a drama course, didn't we, at, mm. at college? And you know, it's not like perhaps America, where there's lots of role models, isn't there? Like, mm. for, if you're like a wannabe actor or a fledgling actor, you know, you've got the Hollywood system out there, so there's a lot more sort of pool of actors you can be inspired by you yeah. know you've got obviously like the classics like you know the brandos mm. and the pacinos and the de, Niro. the de niro's yeah so it's a bit 
you know, it's a bit of a different yeah. system over here, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, all our sort of famous actors, they're more from the theatre sort of. That's right. You know, you'd have the, you know, like the Hopkins and the yeah. Richard Burtons and the, you know, um, Laurence Olivier's, that kind. Yeah. And, I, and I suppose with him, he was more a working class. That's right, yeah. That's, guy that's made why good. I was sort of drawn towards him because, like, you know, he wasn't no. part of an acting dynasty no, or, no. you know. He he seemed more real. Yeah. Um, at the time. And I think it was our drama teacher, wasn't it? Um, Paddy Goymore, mm. um, who was our sadly deceased. <clears throat> yeah. Rest in peace, Paddy. We will find out where you, where you are resting. But um, who was also Irish. Yeah. Ironically, as this is about yeah. Irish gangsters. But... Um, I think he he introduces to Gary Oldman, didn't he? Yeah, because in, I'm meantime. pretty in, yeah. Meantime, and yeah. I don't think I was. I, I wasn't aware of him. No, I, I, I had, had Sid and Nancy been out. Of that? I'd probably seen it on telly, like, but I I think I wasn't really conscious of. I wasn't really taking an interest in who was in films no, at that point. It was no. like oh that was just a movie. Mm. I'm pretty sure that was on like movie drone, like because Alex Cox used yeah. to. Alex Cox, the director of Sid and Nancy, used to do a um, like a program on I believe it was BBC Two, wasn't it? Yeah. Where he'd screen cult movies, obscure stuff, and I'm pretty sure he screened. Well, he directed that. Well, he did direct it, and I'm pretty sure yeah. he screened it. Like right. this is my film, Sid and Nancy. I didn't actually like Sid and Nancy. Oh, I film. I did like it. I, I it's um maybe I should watch. I it think you should again. watch it again. It's 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 you know it's uneven. It's rough and ready. <clears throat> but I and you know not everyone the acting's variable yeah but um I like the way it goes off on a bit of a surreal tangent towards the end you know it's it's for anyone who's not seen Sid and Nancy it's, it's basically about Sid Vicious from the Sex Pistols um but again I remember the dialogue being really good in the, I, I've got that as well I've watched I, did I watch it recently I think I did watch it not that long ago and the dialogue is what stands out in Sid and Nancy but and then it does take a little bit of a fantastical I remember surreal the, the sequence where he's uh, he does um, I did it my way yeah yeah but which was a video which was he did a, he did actually do that he did do that video but, they, but it's like a surreal yeah. slightly Terry Gilliam twist yeah. in it where um, he's I mean in the, in the video yeah he did a really bad basically yeah. people who don't know um, Sid Vicious went solo which was a bad idea wasn't it yeah. and he did a, he did a, a cover of Frank Sinatra's My Way <laughs> in his own sort of unique style yeah. wasn't it he wasn't really a singer was he well, he, he wasn't really, really a bass, a bass player, player. No. <laughs> no. no no he wasn't really a musician really but no. he looked the part he looked the punk part didn't he <laughs> and um, in the in the video he basically takes a gun and shoots all the audience that's it yeah. doesn't he he's like yeah. shooting but in the movie you know they're really dead yeah obviously it's like a bit of fantastical artistic license there he's shooting his gun off and kills all the people in the audience which never happened but it i think he is waving a gun about in the in the in the video mm. which you can probably find on youtube i'm sure i've watched it on youtube right. the real video because they were trying to carve out a solo career for him weren't they yeah um so yeah i probably saw yeah i saw that on tv probably and again gary oldman didn't really register he was just an actor playing mm. a part um I was probably more interested in directors at that stage, really, when I was sort of growing up. I'd probably follow a, a, a director rather than a actor. But um, when Paddy said to us, uh, you know, you want to look at this... Um, it was, it was a film, wasn't I it? it was, we watched it as a class. 
we watched Mean Time, didn't we? Yeah. We it's watched a class. We watched Mean Time, which was a is a is a Mike Lee film mm. for people who don't know who who what we're talking about. Yeah. And that's like a kitchen sink drama, really, isn't it? Yeah. But again, very funny. Yeah. Script, but with a lot of pathos and a sort of dark undertone. Also starring Tim Roth. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, it. Yeah. Before he'd. Before he made it, really. Yeah. And I think Paddy Paddy was trying to present to us like you know, uh, sort of I guess they weren't quite contemporary because meantime was early eighties, wasn't it? Yeah. So probably that's about a decade after we went we we went to college, wasn't it? I think I remember seeing meantime on TV, and mm. again you know, Tim Roth and Gary Oldman weren't really names to me then, but I'm sure I'd seen meantime on the telly because it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it, wasn't it Channel Four was it ITV? Um, I think it I'm was a t- sure. it was a TV movie, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't released cinematically over here or theatrically. Yeah. I think it might have got a, 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 a like an American cinema, you know, like an indie mm. cinema release. But I think over here, I'm pretty much sure. I think ITV bankrolled it. Yeah. And um, so it would have been on t- it would have been on television but first. I, rem- I remember that made such an impact on me that I asked Paddy um, if he could. Do me a copy. Do you of, a copy. And I think I've still got that. I really? Think I, I think I've still got that. Man, that'd be awesome. You know, he, um, you know, he, he copied it from copied it for, a college yeah. for you. And uh, yeah, it must have had a quite a big impact on me at the time. Um, and I remember watching that sort of quite well, I think a, seeing, quite a you know, look, watching like work, working class people and you were thinking like, hold on, you know, wow they're kind of not that different their backgrounds not that different from us mm. you know they weren't born into some big theatrical or cinematic it just family more real it, than, well yeah the, 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 the subject stuff. matter wasn't like, it yeah it wasn't a period costume drama well yeah in the early 90s there was a lot of period dramas weren't there and you know uh, like Brideshead revisited or whatever relate to that whereas like something like meantime um, yeah, work about working could, class could relate people. Unemployment, you know, um, you know, council skinheads. Yeah, we all knew a skinhead, didn't we, back re- in those days? Could relate a bit more to that, and it just seemed more, more real. And um, yeah, and maybe the idea of you know getting into acting seemed a bit more realistic or plausible. Yeah. Seeing someone who had kind of made it. Yeah, um, you know, obviously delusional on our part, but yeah, <laughs> at the time it seemed plausible. Yeah, yeah, and, so. and like you say, they, they were. I mean, I'm sure you agree. Like someone like Gary Oldman was pretty inspirational. Yes. Like, shit, man, he's he's bloody good. He, yeah. I guess he was for me. He's like as a British person growing up, working class person. He's he was my Brando. Yeah, as much as Brando was, you know, you know, like an American. Cinema goers, idol. Well, album was kind of mine. His his ability to transform yeah. into a different character, um, like I mean, like in this film, um, you know, his American accent for a yeah, start. Yeah. I, I was like really, you know, I remember being really fascinated with being able to do a different accent and stuff, and you know, for people to actually believe that you. Yeah, you know, he he is so believable. Oh yeah, he totally embodies the character, doesn't he? You, you, there's no point where you question that he's not who he's playing. No, definitely. And 
you know, I'm sure that a lot of American people actually thought he was. Well, I've American. read, I've actually read, like people have. Um, I don't even know if I was looking on YouTube or something. Like I was watching clips of this before we did this podcast, and people saying, you know, obviously people who didn't know his career that well, um, yeah, thinking he, thinking he was American. Yeah, and they, yeah, because they were saying they didn't realise. There's in, there's interviews actually. I think with him. I can't remember what film he's talk, what he's what set he's on. He's talking. Oh, I know what it was. It was True Romance, right? Because obviously he plays director, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. And there's like um, there's like um a making of documentary, and mm. and that the Gary Oldman bit was on YouTube, and there was lots of people saying like, oh, I always thought he was American, right? But it's quite funny listening to the interview because he's co- he's kind of slipping in and out of it, yeah. So he's kind of Drexel for a bit. He's yeah. kind of dying like that, and then he sort of talks a bit like that. He gets the <laughs> London sort of bit comes out, and it's kind of all over the shop, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's quite funny watching that. So he's kind of all, obviously half in character and half out of character. Well, it's quite funny when you hear him now speak. He's he's got that very like he's got a bit of a posh sort of twang now, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's it's got that slight mid Atlantic. Oh yeah, the mid Atlantic twang. Because um, I was, I presume he's lived in America. Yeah. For well, yeah, quite a long be, time now. I don't know, thirty years or. Yeah, I guess he's he's based over there now. Isn't yeah. He? Yeah. There's John C. Riley. We were talking about earlier. His hair's about the same as it was. Mm. Early role for him. Yeah, and obviously he's gone on to have a, a yeah substantial career himself, hasn't he? Yeah. But in this, he's it's sort of a little a, bit part, isn't yeah. it? Really. But what what was your what was your because obviously you know Sean Penn was properly established by this yeah. film wasn't he really i mean he was a brat packer wasn't it well i don't yeah. know if it, was he part i don't know if he was in the brat pack but he was around that charlie sheen he was sort of labeled as cruise and bad boys the bad boys yeah didn't he do a film called bad boys uh, i'm sure he's in a film not like no or, no no what's the film where he's in a prison um i don't know i thought that was called bad boys but um, obviously you know not the will smith bad boys but um, yeah. What was your what was your view on him like on Sean Penn coming into this, or did you have any preconceptions? Or... Um, well, I think I probably had my. What's even your take on him today? I was Sean Penn. Yeah. Um, I think he's a. He's a clever guy, isn't he? He's an interesting. I've... He's an interesting actor. He's yeah. There's a lot to him, isn't there? There's a lot more to him than the roles that he started out playing yeah. would lead you to believe, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, especially now he's kind of become a director as well. Yes. I mean, his his direction, his directed stuff is probably more nuanced than his than his acting roles. Yeah. Really. I mean, I think the role that. Uh, changed your view of him was in when he in Kalito's way yes yes yeah, which, did he win an Oscar for that or he was might he nominated be, he, might, he was definitely I'm sure he was nominated if he didn't win hair, yeah, for like his, yeah best hair <laughs> best syrup in a but movie I, you know that's where I sort of um, sat up and thought blimey he's actually yeah he's not just a sort of pretty boy no he's actually a, a capable actor yeah 
Yeah, yeah, that was that was. I would say it's probably the same point that I. And yeah. and then he did um, Dead Man Walking, Dead Man Walking, which is yeah. an amazing yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah. Then in so in the right role, he can you know, and 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 also I I think probably although he was kind of perhaps playing to type a little bit, um, Casualties of War. Yes. I think that was yeah. Where that's I, a really good film. That. That's an underrated movie, yeah. actually. That's that's a film more people should really yeah see. And it after a lot of time, Michael J. Fox. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that's missed off a lot of um, De Palma. Yeah. Brian De Palma. Yeah, I think it's one of his again, a bit like this sort of got lost in the gangster um, movies that came out. That was that sort of got forgotten because there was a lot of Vietnam movies, mm. wasn't it? Kind of, yeah, uh, that kind of the tail. If I remember the, the sort of tail end of all. Yes, the Vietnam movies. So you'd already had Platoon. Yeah, and um, God, there were so many. There was loads, wasn't there? Hamburger Hill, I think, yeah, was one yeah, of the yeah. first ones. Yeah, Full Metal Jacket, obviously. And I think once you'd seen, well, obviously Apocalypse Now prior to that. Mm. But I think once you'd seen Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket, Hamburger Hill, Platoon, mm. you kind of had enough of Vietnam films, yeah. hadn't you? Basically, and then, then they, then they sort of. And then you had casualties of war afterwards, so mm. I think there was Vietnam movie fatigue, perhaps, yeah. and that's why that kind of got slightly forgotten about. And mm. but that's a really good film. It does, you know, it does. It's quite melodramatic, and it? there's a lot of melodrama in there. Yeah. But um, it's definitely worth. It does does warrant a, a viewing if you if if you haven't seen it, because it's different enough from. It's not really about the combat, is it? It's more no. about how um, how the war affected how it the troops. Yeah made them do the inhumane shit things. things that they did yeah and yeah. Penn's playing a nasty yeah. character in that isn't yeah. he but it's a good yeah, there's a good good two-hander between him and um, Michael J. Fox you yeah. know in a sort of rare you know I think he wanted to shrug off his clean cut yeah back to the future kind mm. of persona didn't he so he did a little spate of edgier films um, shame he didn't really do more of those really no it is really yeah but um, yeah, that's worth pick, that's worth taking a look at if mm. you haven't seen it. Yeah, that I'd I'd forgotten all about that film to be honest with you. Um, it's another one of those, yeah, where it's kind of. I, I think I had it on DVD, or might have even had that on VHS. But um, <laughs> well, this is the scene when they set light to the yuppie, yeah. the yuppie condo. <laughs> we were talking <laughs> earlier. I'm sure a lot of this is uh, had lived quite a bit of this. Yeah, there's real chemistry between um, Gary Oldman and Sean Penn in this film, I think. I, um, I can quite imagine they went out on the lash together yeah, quite often. Yeah. That's really good uh, scene where they're running through the flames. And... Yeah, it's a very, a very slickly directed movie, this. Mm. And, you know, we were just chatting about this earlier, like... It, um, Phil Janou, who came from the sort of pop video yeah, you can, industry, you can see, you can't can you? You can see that. You know, the same as his contemporaries like um, David Fincher, who, mm. you know, there is a kind of similarity in the slickness of it all. Not quite so sort of sterile or methodical as Fincher's stuff, which is no. almost like, you know, sort of almost precision filmmaking mm. and stuff. Especially nowadays. I mean, you, you know, I'm not sure what... Phil Janu really did after this. I can't no. say I really fo followed his career. 
Um, I heard him say that. Did he say final analysis? Final analysis yeah. Who, who? What? I can't remember. I remember the title of it. I remember the title, but I can't. Was it? Was that a? Fine. That sounds like a medical thing or a courtroom, mm. doesn't it? Drama. Yeah. Final analysis. No, I can't don't remember. Know. I have to look that up, but yeah, I, well, he said himself, didn't he? Well, yeah, this is seen as his best, his best work. Film. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't say I remember um, anything else he's done. Particularly, this is the this is the film that stands out anyway. Yeah, you know, in his in his list of film, in his filmography, because um, it is almost a perfect film. It's I think like the the story is just. It works, you know. All the characters work. Mm. It's a simple story, isn't it? You yeah. know, predominantly, it's quite, you know, it's a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a sort of, um, it's a bit cliched, really. The plot, isn't it? You know, under undercover cop who, yeah, yeah, you know, who was friends with the criminals when he was younger, but yeah. he's become a policeman and tried to get try to get away from all that. Yeah, and then he gets a job, sort of infiltrating them, because yeah. he knows the neighbourhood, yeah. effectively, he isn't it? Comes back and realises that he's. You know, getting drawn back into it, and there's probably not much difference still between him and them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, and then you know the whole betrayal. He's got to betray them. Yeah, yeah. They're his old friends. Yeah, he's sort of racked with uh, com. You know, he's conflicted, isn't he? Mm. Really. Yeah. And of course, we were also talking about Robin Wright, mm. who actually, I mean, f- for my sins, before um, watching this again, I forgot she was in it. That sounds really awful, doesn't it? But I hadn't. I literally hadn't watched it. I know. I know. Like like you, I watched it religiously a lot. Mm. Um, but then I, I sort of put it aside, and I hadn't watched it for Christ, probably, probably, fifteen or odd more years. Right. And then yeah, I was trying to remember who was in it. And I remember Ed Harris being in it. Obviously, I remember Sean Penn and Gary Armour, but I forgot. I actually forgot who the sort of, you know, inverted commas love interest mm. was. And of course, as soon as she appeared, I was like, "Oh God, yeah! yeah. How could I forget that?" I was mad about her in mm, this, yeah, because she looks she's, really young as well. Yeah, she's gorgeous in this. She's still got yeah. a bit of that sort of puppy fat around her yeah. cheeks, so yeah. she looks very young. And and obviously, we were talking earlier about like vivacious yeah, Sean Penn and Robin Wright. They ended up well. You can tell in scenes <clears> like this, having a the sort of flirty. There's the flirty scenes where yeah. they're like, yeah, it's, it's very... Yeah, when they look at each real. other, you know. There are sparks, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> I, mean, that, that, I mean, that's the thing, really, that makes this film, is the chemistry in it. Yeah. Because so many films you watch where you can tell the actor or the actress don't really get on. Yeah. And obviously they're, you know, they're, they're perhaps given the role of uh, boyfriend and girlfriend or, you know, in a relationship, but quite often it doesn't seem like they're, mm. they really like each other, which you kind of need in a, a film about two people who are in a relationship together. Well, initially at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might hate each other later on. Yeah, I mean, we're watching this with the volume down and just watching them. Well, it's quite interesting, isn't it, with the you body can, language and stuff. You can tell. She's doing a lot of her hair as well. Yeah. And um, it's quite funny. This is like anecdotal stuff here, but this is this this is just I, this just reminds me. I was watching. Where was I the other day? I was walking along the street, and basically, I think it was in Mason. I can't remember where I was now. It's that's irrelevant. But anyway, this guy 
No, it's in, it was in. Um, obviously, this will be meaningless to anyone who's listened to this, mm. unless they live there. But I was I was driving through Ten- Tenterden, mm. and I was stopped at some traffic lights, and a, a girl who obviously worked like I, I imagine I'm you know I'm just co- totally speculating here. She worked in like a jeweler's or a or like um, estate agents or something because she had like a suit on. You know, she mm. was well dressed, nice hair. And this guy came round from, and he must have known her because they both sort of like looked at each other and he was like, oh, all right. I think he was just about to spark up a cigarette. He looked a bit sheepish at her and he was like, all right, all right. Um, And she did the thing with the hair where she got hold of her hair. Right. It was almost like an involuntary thing. (laughs) And she sort of like, you know, she looked a bit... um, taken back and she like she was blushing a little bit mm. but i can't tell she was doing that but you know just a, she had like a little cheeky wry smile on her yeah. face and she just flicked her hair and i was watching all this play out you know like <laughs> the, the, the sort of drama of it all mm. and it's just like what robin wright was doing yeah, there yeah. just playing with her hair and yeah. sort of twiddling it around and a bit in a flirtatious manner but you know that's just a little bit of an anecdotal human nature thing there mm. um but the, the you know the director was saying also the location is I think a good thing about this film which does also lend it authenticity is it it doesn't look like it doesn't it's not studio based no. or you know is it it's not no. stage doesn't look like stages or you know like they're in a on a stage it is no, real real New locations yeah grimy and gritty yeah and yeah exactly yeah that also lends the film a, a real sense of authenticity mm. doesn't it yeah. Which again, I think a lot of modern films lack. They do, yeah. They tend to be a bit sterile and yeah, yeah. Um, and makes it <clears throat> slightly. Hard but it's to... probably it's probably like cost effective these days, isn't it? Because like <clears throat> you know, it's so unpredictable, isn't it? Like filming on location. Mm. Um, there's so many things that can go wrong and they got to pay loads of money to like stop the streets, you know, stop the traffic and stuff. So that's probably why, you know, films that do rely on a lot these days or more on, on studio Hmm. filming, recording. I'm trying to remember this. I think this is about where I got up to on my on my viewing oh, okay <clears throat> oh yeah this is when they rough up the guy in the they're trying to sell the booze aren't oh, they yeah. yeah this was yeah. the this was the scene they want to sell him some cheap booze they and he don't want to end up fighting amongst themselves and having a little brawl don't they yeah i mean basically they're like a bunch of punks <laughs> well they're they're yeah, compared to the Italian, they're not they're not very disciplined, are they? No. <clears throat> no, they're a bunch of hoodlums, aren't they? Yeah, you know they're very unpredictable. Based on a real gang, though, apparently, that were operating in Hell's right. Kitchen back in the day. Ed Harris, another you know, brilliant actor. Yeah, he's another guy who um, you probably probably doesn't get his much. Yeah, I was I was going to say doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, but has been in some really, really good films. Mm. 
and he's always very dependable, isn't he? What was that film we were talking about? Um, he's in with um, what's that? Uh, Barden. Uh... Oh God, not. Um... Do you mean the one we watched recently, Mother? Yes, we were talking about how weird that is. That is a weird film, and he's in that. Did you watch he? all that? No, I don't think I did in the end. But um, I went to the cinema to see that. He, <clears throat> his character in that is very. I remember him being very good in that because um, it's just very weird. He's Michelle Pfeiffer's like, they isn't just, he? Is he like? Well, you don't quite know don't what know, they're. They just arrive at their house. They just don't turn they, up, don't like, they? Sort of. They invite themselves in yeah. pretty much, don't they? It's a very well. Obviously, hasn't their car broken down? Yeah, I think that's the the pretense of them coming over. But he, but he knows him, doesn't he? Yeah. Bardem kind of knows him. Yeah. And invites him in, and they end up staying odd. there. But it's a very old film. You know, it's apparently. I mean, it's quite pretentious, really. I, yeah. It ends I think up being. That's why I didn't watch. Yeah. That. It's supposedly a metaphor. I mean, you do get little elements. It's sort of little breadcrumbs are thrown into the film as you watch it. It's, it's supposedly because I read up on it I was like okay I need to read up on to explain this film to me what mm. was it about mm. and I think someone said or maybe it was the director was it, was it Paul Thomas Anderson is it him I no, don't know it's I think it is the Boogie Nights director um, but um, he explains it is like their house is is earth right and all these other it's like a you know it's like a massive metaphor and and she's the mother, uh, who's um, <clears throat> what's her name? I can't think of her name. Come on, help me out, Millie. Who who was um, in Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence, thank Jennifer you. Lawrence. She's gone a bit quiet, hasn't she? Mm. I don't. It was in the Hunger Games movies. Yeah, I think she I came to prominence. I don't really rate her. Well, she's quite good at that. I mean, you know, I tried to watch a film of her where it's set on a spaceship with Chris Pratt. And I I found it unwatchable. Um, <clears throat> and for the life of me, I can't think of what the name of that film as well. But basically, they're in they're in like cryogenic freeze, and they get and Chris Pratt gets pulled at, um thawed out. Um, because they're they're on a sort of journey to recolonate or uh, recolonize a, a planet. Mm. I think colonate is a word, is it? No, Colgate. No. They're going to colonize a planet. And because um, Earth is like devastated, so um, yeah, they, they it's, and it's going to take like hundreds of years to get to this planet, which is can sustain life. Um, so they're all put in cryogenic freeze, and then he, for some reason, I think I can't remember what, some computer error wakes him up. So he's on his own for like a year, and and um, in the end, he's like going stir crazy, and he's, and he's like suicidally can't deal with the loneliness. Mm. So he decides to thaw someone else out as a companion, and it just so happens it's Jennifer Lawrence. Right. But her voice, the pitch of her voice, is just mm. it grates, and Chris Pratt isn't much better, and they've got zero chemistry as well. Yeah. There's no chemistry between them two at all, um, and it, you know it's it, I I I gave up on that as well actually because I I just thought this is going absolutely nowhere, and it it just ticked all the cliched sci-fi blocks um, boxes. Um, but in Mother, I thought she was really good. But by all accounts, the, the director, I think, was... They were in a relationship at the time. Right. Um, he really sort of 
traumatised her right. to get that performance out. A bit like Kubrick did with <laughs> Shelley Duvall in yeah. Shining. So that's probably why her performance is quite fraught and maybe that's why convincing. Not, maybe that's why, yeah, she's yeah. not she's yeah. not done any more acting for a while. Maybe mm. she need a break after that. But um why did we bring up that? What was that in um, Oh, Ed Harris. Yeah. But yeah, there's individual quite good performances in that and mm. and I think probably he is the standout in that movie, really, Ed Harris. But yeah, very underrated. Yeah. I don't reckon that too much acting, did it? No. There's, there's, no, there's the love like scene there. Maybe that was when he thought, oh, I quite like it. Yeah. <laughs> what else has Robin Wright done? Well, more recently, she's she was in that um, the Kevin Spacey thing where she played his wife on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. What was that called? I watched oh, that. Um, oh, God. House of, House of Cards. Cards? cards? Yeah, House of Cards. Yeah, of course. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, House of Cards. And then didn't she, like, when it all... Oh. Sorry, nipples. Uh, this is a slight bit. Of we we, we all went a bit like. Uh, oh, well, I guess he's, yeah. I mean, he's right on the. That's he's right on the nipple there, isn't he? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's quite intimate. Yeah, I guess there had to be trust between him <laughs> to do that scene. But um, yeah. What um House of is House of Cards? Cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was in that, and and she played Sp- um Spacey's and then didn't wife. when when he got outed they, they were still making that weren't they yeah they had didn't to be she take over yeah she took over and, I, and that's didn't. i must admit that series i didn't watch and right. I, and they did say it went downhill yeah um you know unfortunately i'm not not you know i'm not not blaming her for it but right. it was just circumstances wasn't it i yeah. guess there was a there had to be a hasty rewrite of yeah, scripts yeah. and stuff i think they just kill him off Right. I think Lich, because at the end of like, which I did watch the the, I didn't the, watch the, the series prior to that, um, uh, I think he was running for like president again, right? And then basically, I th- I mean, I'm not I've not seen the series after that, but I'm I'm guessing they must have assassinated him. Did or... he become president then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. I'm sure he did. I mean, I did watch it, Christ, I can't remember that. But, yeah, I'm, no, he, I'm sure he did. I'm sure, yeah, he was, because he was in the White House. Right. Yeah, he was in the White House. Um, but, you know, again, like, the power went to his head and, you know, they, yeah. they, they were quite like a Shakespearean mm. in the couple. Uh, they're, they're, they're sort of dynamic. Yeah. And then there's a bit, towards the end, you get the idea that, because um, he becomes quite weak. I think he becomes, there's, there's a bit of a Ronald Reagan subplot where someone tries to assassinate him and he right. does get shot and he's quite ill after that he well she kind of she sort of transcends she has to step up she's like Hillary Clinton yeah yeah basically yes well yeah exactly that's exactly that's the that's the sort of analogue that's going mm. on yeah so she gets a bit of a taste for glory and mm. and then you know she kind of almost usurps him yeah he's done lots of gangster films hasn't he yeah that guy? yeah isn't he in? He's in. Was he in Kalita's way or possibly? Yeah. Or maybe Miller's Crossing. Anything with a. He's got a he's great got, character. Actor he's got a facing. great face, isn't he? Like sort of pop marked. Yeah. Yeah, he must have played plenty of Italians in gangster movies. Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, this is the bit. Oh yeah, making a mess. Making a mess. <laughs> <laughs> The the Italian gangsters sort of almost treat the the Irish 
with contempt. Well, almost like they're children. Yeah. You know, like, oh, look at, look at them. You know, they're a joke. Which they are, really. You know, they're all a bit... Well, they're not very useless. well... They're not very sort of disciplined, are they? No. Or Like, the Italians have been doing the gangster thing for yeah. hundreds of years, haven't they? Yeah. Was it Cosa Nostra or whatever it is? That yeah, they? yeah. They sort of know the school, don't they? And they've come to, like, America and all these... All these Irish who sort of they're a bit a bit like like you say hooligans. Yeah. They're just like street fighters, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. You know. Oh, this yeah. is where old John C. Riley gets the yeah. old He's caused a bit of trouble with the Italians, so they have to To get rid of him. To get rid of him. Yeah, and the Italians have told Frankie to get rid of him. Yeah, right, yeah. Basically. So he's basically he's a lackey for the Italians, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, really? Pretty much. <clears throat> So yeah, this film does, it does sort of fall into the cliches, doesn't it? But it's yeah. like you said, I think the setting and the like the director was saying, like Phil Janu was saying, is because it, it's like looking at the Irish gangsters, it has its own identity. Yeah, it's a you know, it's, different slant. Yeah, right? you know, which is quite unique. Yeah, really, it is really, isn't it? And I suppose like. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm no expert on gangster movies, but I guess Scorsese explored it a bit with Gangs of New York, didn't he? Because they were Irish, weren't they? Yeah. But um, but yeah, prior to that, and bef, bef, you know, and after, well, I don't remember many other Irish gangster movies. No, I can't. Ed Harris's hair there, though, like with Wispy. the lighting. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not got a lot up top, has he? He hasn't. At least he hasn't gone for the Bobby Charlton. No. He could have gone That's for true. the comb over, couldn't he? Oh, now we've got a bit more. Of oh, Sean a bit more. Robin. Yeah. Not acting. Not acting. No. What do you reckon? Do you think that was just like they went to the hotel and Phil Janu just set a camera up? Yeah. <laughs> It's all sort of kicking off now, isn't it? Loads of people. Yeah, lots of bodies. Dying. Concrete boots. Mm. Nice shot of this slit throat. There. <laughs> I love this bit with um, Gary Oldman. Um, I can't remember this. What, what happens in the gym? Is he quite angst-ridden? Well, he looks quite angst-ridden. Yeah. Well, it's, it's oh, he wants, doesn't he want a bit of payback? Yeah. Because obviously he's blaming the, blaming the Italians for it, isn't he? Yeah. But really it's his own brother who's, who's had a hand That's in right. killing him. Nice bit of denim jacket. Look at that yeah, denim. That's, double denim. Yeah, yeah, double denim. Wow. We'll be able to pull that off today. I like his leather jacket as well. Yeah. Well, I did buy a leather jacket. It's very similar one, yeah. to that. Have you still got that? No. That is it's this good. bit in a minute that I like. Um, I think Robin Wright says something 
like you know um every time you turn around someone's oh, getting yeah, killed yeah. and uh yeah it's just coming up i think and uh i should have put the subtitles on, i didn't that's all right oh yeah 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 he's still oh, yeah yeah. Oh yeah, turn around. Yeah. yeah. Nobody Tom turn around. <laughs> Nobody's dead. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's angry. <laughs> what was his character in um Leon? The cop. What was his do you remember what his cop the cop's name was? Uh Stansfield. Stansfield, that's it. Stan. Yeah. I mean he does play a good, crazy that person. That is a arm, and... b- uh, brilliant performance as well. Oh, that's a mate. I mean, that makes that film, doesn't it? Really, yeah. I know it's Jean Reno and Natalie Portman's film, really. But every time he's on screen, it's. A, I mean, even though he's got a relatively small role, isn't it? Yeah, it's electric. Every yeah. scene that he's in, the isn't bit it? where he's um, going on about Mozart. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Mozart. He was Austrian. He's Austrian, not. But then he say like, "I love these calm moments before that's the storm," yeah. isn't he? And he's conduct oh yeah. yeah he's listening to it isn't he that's it yeah he's going into the room and then he's got his gun that's it he shoots that's it while listening to i haven't got time for this mickey mouse bullshit <laughs> there's some class lines in there but he sort of delivers them with such gusto yeah yeah i haven't seen that film for a long time i haven't actually um, that's another film that probably is warrants a yeah obviously sort of um slightly uncomfortable probably yeah to watch now because of natalie portman being very, very young, young and, and, and sort of the, the, and the climate that we live in and the relationship between her and um and jean reno yeah which is even more well and leon he is leon isn't he mm. which is even more fleshed out in the director's cut there's oh, more yeah there's you know it's more explicit it's almost like a lolita yeah yeah thing isn't it like the, I mean, I don't know how old. Although she's she, younger than that, isn't she? How old it? was she when that? She, she must have been twelve or something, wasn't she? Really? When was that? Nineteen. I mean, like, she can't have been much. I mean, I, well, I don't. Was she a teenager? I don't know. I can't remember. She's. I mean, she's pretty tiny anyway, isn't but she? The, but she looks really young in the it. Pictures of her, like. <clears throat> It, it's very sexual. Well, now you know. Now you it? hear about Luke Besson and that he's he's sort of being accused, isn't oh, he? Has he? Imp- imp- inappropriate behaviour. Right. Yeah, I mean he's gone a bit quiet now. Right. It does kind of um, put a different spin on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember what allegation. Obviously, the whole Me Too thing came about, and he was on the he was on the shit list as well. Oh, okay. But I, I can't remember what actress and what film it was, but mm. I, I know. Um, yeah, there's been accusations levelled at him. Hmm. You know, obviously, we're a bit careful what you say, but yeah, but in, you know, inappropriate. Or uh, yeah, it just always know, felt a little bit discriminatory, um, bit leery. Yeah, and that's kind of like what he was like. That was kind of his stock in trade, wasn't it? Really, with I mean, Leon, I suppose, was quite restrained in that regards, but then. Like uh, Fifth Element, mm. which spent a lot of time looking at Mila Jovovich's body, didn't it? Yeah, there was a right. lot of sort of yeah. and, the, and the sort of outfit she had to wear. Mm. Did he was, have a relationship? With I her? think he did. I think he did. And Betty 
Betty Blue. Did yeah, he, he that? did that, didn't he? That's Luke Besson, isn't it? <clears throat> and La Femme Nikita. Hmm. And then he did, um, there's a film with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, what was that called? Where she's got like a super brain. He's like She's like injected with this serum that makes her super intelligent. It's a bit like the film, I don't know if you ever saw the film Limitless, but that had um, oh, yeah. De Niro in it. It's a very similar premise. <clears throat> she's like some sort of, I can't, I think she's just like a waitress or something. I'm trying to remember. I did see it. It's not a great film. Um, and she gets this, it's either an injection or it's something that makes her super intelligent, basically. Right. And a bit like the Matrix, she can do lots of mm. karate and stuff, you know, mm. it like makes her super agile and mm. almost superhuman. And and then he basically remade that in um, recently with, in this film called, I think it's called Anna, where it's practically the same plot. Oh, right. But again, it's like some, he's cast some, like, attractive supermodel he mm. likes his pretty ladies yeah. basically and um he's he's yeah. not he he's quite shallow isn't he yeah no not definitely heavy, not heavy on uh it's all about aesthetics i think yeah and stuff in it he did a really bad film that i don't know if you've ever watched it but it's on netflix i believe it was um oh god it's something in a thousand planets it's like a sci-fi big Epic. Uh, uh, Val- Valerian. Right. I think it's called Valerian. And that's got that... Um, it's got a British supermodel in it who... I can't think of her name, but she's not... She's not... Well, I think she's done stuff where she's been considered quite a good actress, but she's not very good in this. It's a very wooden performance. Right. But um, it cost... It was, I, um, by all accounts, it was the... Yeah, I think it's called Valerian of a Thousand Worlds or Planets or something. It was based on a, a, a French comic book. Mm. And um, it's, a, a, by all accounts, the most expensive um, French film ever made. It costs oh. like 200 million or something. You know, it's a big, massive, mm. sprawling sci-fi extravaganza, but it's just, it just doesn't work. Mm. It's, it's, but it's all, it's all CGI and, yeah. you know, it's basically... Again, we're talking about chemistry in this. There's no chemistry between the lead actress and actor. Mm. And it's just, well, it's junk, really. But it's, it's just eye candy. But, you know, there's no real story of merit to, no. to carry it. No. I, again, I gave up on that. Mm. I think I got into about an hour of that and I thought this is just... It's very much like The Fifth Element, mm. but kind of without the wit that, you know, again, that's debatable. I think that's a film that's probably age badly yeah I think if we were to watch that today because we went to see that didn't we at the cinema yeah, yeah. and I remember quite enjoying it mm. um, but I think that's probably aged really badly mm. if we watch it yeah, nowadays yeah I it has yeah and that was a very shallow film wasn't it really yeah he rode a wave didn't he for a little while I think yeah Best on, you know um, well films in the 90s if you go back a lot of them like the Michael Bay stuff you know the Armageddons and mm. They were very shallow, weren't they? A lot of yeah. them. They were. It was all about the visuals and the effects, and you know they just got more effects heavy and more ridiculous during the nineties. Mm. Yeah, directors like that have sort of stood stood still, I guess. Maybe you know they're, they're still stuck back in yeah the nineties. They haven't they haven't really evolved. No. Um. And I, I, I'm, you know, I'm loath to say that audiences are more sophisticated these days. I'm not sure they are, but I think just maybe that kind of film is 
it's you know it's lost its popularity a bit. Yeah. Because how how much bigger mm. can you go? You know, in every film's trying to top the one previous. I mean, you know, you still get the big, you know, you get the big blocks, blockbuster movies today. You know, you get your Jurassic Parks and stuff still, don't you? You mm. get your Marvel movies, and mm. but it's hard to like top what's. You can't keep no topping what you've done before. No. It just becomes you know ridiculous. And you do need a story. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, good characters. Um. Well, they were they were they were talking about um, like Netflix is just um, they're they're producing some film um, and it's going to be the most expensive Netflix movie. That's again last something like two hundred million. Really, and um, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, not the DJ, um, are headlining, and they've basically really busted their old wallet open to to get these guys but you know again it comes like you just said then it comes down to yeah but you can throw as much money as you want at a film but mm. if it hasn't got a good story yeah. it doesn't really matter does it I mean no. this here we go I'm, I imagine a, I don't know how much this costs but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a really low budget movie mm. but you've got really good actors in it and a really good script yeah you don't need bloody CGI explosions no. and all the rest of it, because you're, what you're what you're truly invested in is the is the characters. Well, you know, you've got to, yeah, on a human level. Yeah, on a human level, connect with. I get bored of all those CG fests. I I mean, like the like the Transformers movies. I just out of curiosity, I went to see one because you know I I. I I was loath to like criticise something that I hadn't seen, mm. so I, you know, I went out. I, it wouldn't have been a film I would have chosen to see, but I, you know, out of being a balanced and impartial, I went to see one. And it, it literally is my description of it was just like it's someone throwing cutlery at a wall. It's just noise and mm. shiny stuff. Yeah, but I just found it tedious. It was mm. just boring. Mm. And then you just like you know they're just all, all the dialogue is there is just to link the the action scenes really yeah and it's just perfunctory stuff you know it's like oh we need to link this action scene with another action scene so we'll have a bit of dialogue and then there's or a bit of exposition where someone explains what's going on because you know it hasn't really got a story no so you have to get some scientist character who's yeah. explaining everything and it's so by numbers isn't it? it is it really is. And it, I just find it really boring and, you know, it's one of those films where I could have quite easily, on principle, I never walk out of a film, even mm. if I hate it, but that I could have quite easily walked out on. And when it was over, I was really glad it was over. And they're, and they're insanely long as well. Yeah. So it's not even like a 90 minute action fest. It's like, these are like two hours plus. <laughs> so you've got to sit there and endure this it's too long for that sort of film oh well, yeah exactly yeah. exactly far too self-indulgent yeah I mean yeah how many explosions and things can you see in two hours I don't know well it probably was about two hours worth of explosions and mm. half an hour's worth of dialogue and yeah you know dramatic scenes So how fresh is your memory of this, like, in... Um, it's 
It's pretty fresh, actually. Yeah. Is it coming back to you? Yeah. Yeah, this is another good scene where they're in the church. Like, uh, Jackie, Gary Oldman's characters, you know, he's in there. He's in a bad way. Oh, he's a bit, he's a bit drunk. He's yeah. been on the sort. Oh, yeah, he's look, there's all his bottles. Yeah. Gary probably brought him to the set with him, didn't <laughs> he? Probably from the night before. Yeah. Oh, they're gone there, bad continuity. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they're, oh, they're, oh, they're out of yeah, shot. Yeah. Oh, I apologise. Quite a few there. He's been there a while. He hasn't he? You're allowed to take alcohol into the church. <laughs> probably, probably are there, aren't you? In Hell's Kitchen. Now, spoilers. Mm. So, if, you have, if anyone who hasn't watched this before, um, don't listen to this next bit. I'm trying to remember how does he how does Gary Ullman die in this because because Ed Harris has to kill him doesn't he yeah does he shoot him or does he not oh does he knife oh, he knives him doesn't he no do you, do you remember um oh, oh we've got a look at that's a little beastie um it? no he shoots him he does shoot him yeah is it a headshot no is it a gut shot? Yeah. I'm trying to, because I can't remember. I'm a bit hazy. I mean, I remember the... No, I, I don't mem- remember how he falls. He falls really well. Right, okay. So, no, I don't remember no, that. I, I, really I, think, I think from now on, all I really remember is, okay. the, is the Sam Peckinpah-esque shootout at the end right. between so Sean Penn and, and Ed Harris. The, the Look, he's really... He's fucked, isn't he? Yeah, this is good. Like, good drunk acting or not acting... Well, he's like really cut up about uh, John C. Riley's death. death. Yeah, and he can't deal with it, and he's yeah. Well, he's just lost it doing what he does. Is he going to like you know say a prayer for? Oh, he's going to wet the. <laughs> With so the baby Jesus. Whatever his name was, I can't remember. Character's name. They're all Jackie or Terry or Freddie yeah. or <laughs> Billy or. Um, yeah. But the reason he gets the he has to die is because he. After this scene, he goes into a bar, doesn't he? And there's the, oh, the Italians in there. That's he shoots. Yes. Yeah. And that's when the Italians say, Yeah, he's no, overstepped we, the mark. enough now. Yeah, like, you've got to gonna, get rid of him. Got to get rid of him. He's brother. a liability. Of course he does. Yeah. Is that a scene that's a bit like the, the Godfather scene where, is it Pacino who shoots that? Do you remember the cops in the... Oh, yeah. It's the Godfather, isn't it? Yeah. Is that part one or part two? I always get those two mixed up. I really they kind of merge into one. Yeah. Is two, two's with De Niro. De Niro isn't in the first one, is he? Or is it no? Is it is De Niro in the first one and Pacino's playing him as a younger person in the second one? It's the other way around. Is it the other way around? Yeah. So Pacino's in the first one. De Niro's playing. Oh, De Niro's yeah, playing in the second one. De Niro's playing. Isn't Don Corleone? He's a young. He's a young yeah. Marlon Brando, isn't yeah. he? That's it. Yeah. That's it. He's playing the Marlon Brando character yeah. as a as a young person. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, Pacino's in the first one, isn't he? Doesn't he kill that? That's or is he a, a senator? Or a, do, you, do you know the scene I mean, don't you? No, where I he don't. walks into a bar and he shoots him, and the guy's like doing that with his neck. 
Oh he's, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah, I remember. So that. I think he shoots him in the neck and then he shoots him in the head. Yeah. Um, that scene in this always reminds me of that. I don't know if Phil Janu took a leaf out of Scorsese's. I was never. Um, Coppola's. Sorry. I was never Coppola's. a massive fan of the Godfather films. They're long. Yeah. But I, I mean, I must admit, I think I, I would have watched them on TV mm. and I can't say I watched them religiously, no. but I do remember liking them. Right. I, I remember them being quite, um, the, the violence was impressively staged. Yeah. You know, the, the sort of, the choreography of the violence is very well done. Um, but yeah, they are, they are long. You can't keep her hands off her now, look. You can't, can you? Well, I don't. You can't blame him, but do you think he was like, Phil, I, I really think I need another love scene. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't had enough um, you've already rutting. Had, you've already... I've not had enough nipple sucking in this film. I need <laughs> no, more. She's... Oh, no, she's payback. She's... she's licking his belly button. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hope he hasn't got any fluff in it. <laughs> yeah, you can see, can't you, with them? Yes. Because how, how long were they married for? I don't know, quite a while. Did, did they have children? I'm has sure he got that... any children? I'm sure children? he has, I'm sure he has. His scratches on his. Oh yeah, she's yeah. Did he have children with Madonna? No, no. So it must have been with her then. Yeah, I think I think they have got children together. That's probably more like how it ended up. Yeah, <laughs> we're having a bit of a scrap now. There is a. Because he, I guess, because he's fucking. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fight or fuck. Not, not fight or flight. It's fight or fuck. Um. Yeah, because he's conflicted, isn't he? Does he tell her now what he's? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Yeah, that he's yeah. undercover. I'm a cop. And, yeah, I'm a cop. Yeah. So I guess he is. He is kind of the catalyst, isn't he? Like it's all. Yeah. He kind of has created this. Well, yeah, if he hadn't have turned up. If he hadn't up, turned up, yeah, this wouldn't have gone on, would it? No. Or maybe somewhere later on down yeah. the line, but he is kind of, yeah, the catalyst of it all. And he's dragged her into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she'd kind of escaped him in a way, hadn't she? Yeah. And he's come back into her life and, you know, it's the same old bullshit. Yeah, it's it's just like a it's a tragic. It's a bit Shakespearean, yeah. isn't it? Obviously, with guns. You know that they're all gonna die, basically. Yeah, I think that's that's another thing that makes it so compelling, isn't it? That you know that, like you say, the human yeah aspect of it. Yeah. You kind of don't want any of them to really. I mean, you know, who who is the villain, really, isn't it? Mm. I mean, they're obviously they're kind of criminals, so. You know. They're not really to be emulated or admired, no, but no. Um, you, they, they are kind of charismatic. It's yeah. the same reason why you like, you know, Al Pacino in Kalita's way, isn't it? Or Scarface. Mm. There's there's a certain there's a certain kind of charisma about them, isn't yeah. there? And De Niro in Goodfellas, obviously. And... That's right. Oh, this is uh, Burgess Meredith. Ah, yes. From How can we forget uh, him? Who, uh, from the original 
Batman. That's it. Who was he? He was. Was he Penguin? He was yeah, Penguin, wasn't he? Was, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he played the Penguin. Obviously, he's been in. Well, he was in Rocky, wasn't he? Was he the trainer in Rocky? That was Burgess Meredith, wasn't yeah. it? Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Rocky. <laughs> Just old curmudgeon. Yeah, that was Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Of course it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he was in Rocky. I don't know how... This wasn't his last role, was it, I don't think? Because he did, he did some Rocky films, didn't he? I don't know. When, when was the last Rocky film before they, he sort of rebooted I it? I don't know. Would that have been 80s? Didn't go into the 90s, did it, Rocky? The Rocky there's five of them, though, wasn't there? Hmm. He's pretty old in He's this. pretty old in this, isn't he? Yeah. I'm just an old man eating stewed tomatoes out of a tin. <laughs> That's it. They've come to rough him up a bit, haven't they, to get some some money, protection yeah. money out of him. And then he recognises who he is as well. And oh, didn't he? Like, I knew your father. Yeah. What are you doing hanging around with those <laughs> flanneries? Is it flannery? I think they yeah. are flanneries, yeah. I think he's like, they're snakes in the dark of the night. <laughs> Something like that. He says, you want to stay away from them. Yeah, he did assemble a really good cast, didn't he, mm. in this? Because mm. <clears throat> this is a very small, this scene, quite, you could say, like, inconsequential. Yeah, well, I was thinking that, almost but, unnecessary. But I think it plays a part that, you know... Um, for Sean Penn's character, he's, he's like, <clears throat> he's like his conscience. Yeah, thing. yeah. Like, you, what are you doing hanging around with these? Sort of makes him reevaluate. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's kind of reevaluating it anyway, isn't yeah. he? But that's, yeah. That's what Burgess Meredith's character is sort of there for, isn't he, really? Mm. He's got the shakes, isn't he? Do you think that's the real shakes or is that actor I shakes? Think it looks like that. A bit Parkinson's esque. Yeah. Oh, and I think he also tells him that it was Frankie that killed um, John C. Riley. That's. Another thing. What he tells he, tells Burgess Meredith. No, Burgess Meredith tells um, Sean Penn that it was Frankie that killed. Oh, how's he know then? On the street, I guess. Yeah. Words got around. Yeah. Oh, so, so yeah, I suppose it is important information to yeah. relay. So it's um, it's all like collapsing around. Yeah, it's all unraveling in it. You can't even trust the family. Yeah. So now he knows that. Yeah. Frankie killed 
Jackie's best mate. Yeah. So he's got like another. He, he's carrying loads of shit around with him. Yeah. You know that he can't tell anyone. Which obviously a lot of these, you know, in real life, isn't it? Undercover police, they do. That's a tough job, isn't it? Because mm. you you are you're basically lying to people, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that, he's been yeah. That's, that's Jackie's. Um, Frankie's. Frankie, sorry, henchman. Yeah, he's, he's following him. He's asked to check him out. Mm. I can't remember. Is he going to make John Turturro? I can't remember now. Oh, he's gone to the bar where um, Riley was taken out of, and he's he's. Oh, he's trying to get some info. He's saying who took who took him out. You know, yeah, yeah, the alley. He wants confirmation that, yeah, it, yeah, and yeah, his henchman is now telling him that he's gone to that bar, and um, yeah, so I'm really hazy about this, 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 this um, part of the movie. Don't we see that guy get shot in a minute? When we were because we were watching the, the the documentary or the you know the interview with Phil Janot. Doesn't that? that I think well, my, yeah. Oh, that guy comes in he after. Comes and, in yeah, and okay. shoots him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cleaning up the yeah the evidence or whatever. It's all building up now, isn't it? Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, it's quite tense. All this, there's the. What's the what's the sort of the thing with the clock? Clock. You know the the click. There's a. There's a sort of. Um, is there a hit going on or a? Oh, that's the bit where they're in the. The. They're in that warehouse. Yeah. You know, well, is that is that to kill the is that the Italians are gonna? Yeah. Because I think you know Ed Harris's character, he's feeling the heat now, isn't he? Like, yeah, he's getting pressure. From yeah, everyone the really. And now he's he's worrying about Sean Penn's character and Jackie. Who can you trust? You know. Might have to go to the toilet in a naked gun type of way. <laughs> with my mic on no I can't can I you're going to pause it is that alright yeah yeah better than you wetting yeah, yourself sorry you yeah, naked gun nature calls. I remember that okay I'm back now just so resuming that's better you've watered your horses I have I was just thinking like today well not today I was thinking like now as you as you while you were urinating mm. so this film is is literally 30 years old Really? Isn't that shocking? Yeah. You know, obviously we're 2020. 
Blimey. This film was made in, well, released in 1990, as far as I know. So, so yeah. So we were still in our 20s when this was made. God. Geez. How old would we have been? Right, so 30 years ago, yeah, we were 29. Mm. Yeah. Well, it depend on when this, what part of the year this was released. But yeah, 29, my God. Mm. Well, it doesn't look like a 30 year old film. It doesn't. I know we've no, it, I, yeah, I know we've said that before, but it, no, it really doesn't. It actually looks better than a lot of films shot today, really. It's a credit to that. Well, the director of photography, who obviously Phil Janu was really mm. enthusing about, who did a lot of classic movies, including Blade Runner. Sorry, this is the scene where Robin Wright goes to confront Sean Penn, and this is the scene I was telling you about when she comes in. It sort of made my the hair. Oh, my okay, yeah, you were telling about this earlier. Just her acting. Um, yeah, you know, I think she's was brilliant in this scene, and um, also very sexy. Yeah, you can say it, Mill. You're allowed to. <laughs> <clears throat> no one's listening, or are they? <laughs> um, it's just between you and me. Um, if, but if Robin hears it, yeah, don't be worried. He's he's not going to stalk you. But um, yeah, I mean, I think there's no real weak, like you're saying about her performance. There's no real weak roles in this, is there? Really, there's no, no there's no weak acting. Because in most films, you do get that, don't you? Yeah, it's like oh, someone lets the side down yeah. a bit. I mean, she's a great actress. She's done a lot of really good stuff. Mm. I mean, yeah, I know you haven't watched um, House of Games. Is cards. It? cards. I always call it that. House of Games is that mammoth thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I always get those two fucking confused. House of Cards, yeah. She's really good in that. She's very commanding. Um, I would recommend it from the... Um, you know, Spacey's a bit, obviously, we, you know, mm. have to reassess his... Mm. him as, a, as an actor... But he is, you know. But yeah, you know, at the time of watching it, I mean, I thought he was great in it. Um, it's obviously it was a long time before the scandal and stuff broke. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a strange, strange climate we're living in. It really, where you know. Well, we're living in a cancel culture. Yeah, I think that's what they're calling that's it. That's what they're where, calling yeah, it. There's loads of people who are just getting outed as either racists or sexual predators or whatever yeah and you know I'm not I'm not condoning any of that but like it's all seemingly done by public opinion yeah the trial you know the trial by media yeah it's tough isn't it because like I mean, it, there's, there's a whole question about should you judge an artist, you know, on, sh- well, shouldn't you just judge an artist on their art mm. rather than, you know. And can you still, like with Spacey, can, yeah. you, can you still watch a Kevin Spacey film and think he is a good, or, a, you know. Are you even allowed to, to enjoy? Are you, yeah, are you allowed to enjoy? And are you are you even allowed to sort of? Uh, well, yeah, well, you, you hit the nail on the head, really. 
Are you allowed to assess his work well, I think at all? we're like hesitating, like to say that he's still good, even though we thought he was. Yeah, I mean, you, you think like you go back to LA Confidential or American Beauty, and you know they were sort of amazing performances. Yeah, and films. Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Um, sure, it's. I mean, and, but you know, I think like we've said in the past, like if you probably if you looking. No, you can't say every actor's, but a lot of actors um, passed. Mm. If you knew half of what they got up to, mm. you might not think they were particularly nice people. Yeah. Should, but, should you judge them on the performance or the person yeah, they are? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's any celebrity, isn't it? Like, it's not just, well, yeah. you know, there's the thing we're it's talking like about. Michael, music. Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Can you, you know, I mean, his... His reputation seems to have survived in his... Well, he's apparently made more money since he's been dead yeah. than he did when he was alive, so... Yeah, people seem to have... Forgiven him. Yeah, I've, you know... You know, you've got Woody Allen, you've got... Yeah. You know, um, Polanski. Yeah. Yeah, these people are, like, you know, blacklisted, but then... But they're still working, aren't they? Yeah. What makes them different than like a Spacey or you might fight. Is, is Woody Allen still? Yeah, he's still directing. Yeah. Did a film not long ago. It's not meant to be very good, but... Because a lot of people were saying that they wouldn't work with him. Yeah, they? yeah. Well, I think Scarlett Johansson worked with him. Right. She was... She, and she said that she wasn't going to mm. judge him on the allegations. Right. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, that's the old... Yeah. Coppola-esque. Yeah. Assassination. Squibtastic. Yeah. It's a bit tomato ketchup. It is a bit, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit tomato ketchup-y. Thick. Yeah. Blood. (laughs) But yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean like what if you know God forbid, but what, you know, it was one of your, like, hit, what if it kind of like Gary Oldman wasn't a very nice guy? Well, I think he did have a, he had a thing a couple of years back where he, he made some comments about, uh, was it Churchill? Jews. Oh, did he? Did he? Yeah. Um, was that like a, what, an award I, ceremony or I just off the cuff? Sort no, of? I don't know exactly what the context was that he, said it but it did cause him a lot of problems for a little while right um and he went a bit quiet right and i think he was forgiven for it yeah um so that that was before <coughs> churchill and all that yeah you know and i think it looked it a does ring, that dodgy. does ring a bell actually it looked you a little bit dodgy bell. for him for a little while um It probably comes a lot of it. Some of it comes down to probably how how sort of well known they are, isn't it? And, and yeah. how much in the public eye they are. Yeah. Because obviously, when Mel Gibson had his run in, he yeah. was such a public figure, wasn't he? Yeah. And the tabloids just really picked up on it and ran yeah. with it, didn't they? I mean, there wasn't a sort. I guess of... it also depends on like you know. I mean, if there's such a public figure like that. They probably have a reputation with the media, don't they? That he's a troublemaker or like maybe 